0: Welcome to another episode of the Open Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick and the Warriors, well, the Warriors bench beat the New Orleans Pelicans bench. <laughs> that game was actually pretty entertaining. I was surprised, but I mean, I guess if you are a hardcore Warriors fan, you, like me, are really intrigued by the young guys. So you want to see what they can do out there given an extended run. This game, Steph didn't play. Draymond, Andrew Wiggins, they didn't play. On the New Orleans side, Zion's out with a broken finger. And Lonzo and Brandon Ingram also didn't play. So, you know, it was like a glorified G League game, which was (laughs) A-OK with me, I guess, especially since people were hitting shots. First off, when Jordan Poole went down with that perceived bad Ankle injury, I was like, oh, man, you know, like he's actually one dude that they do need on the court to make any noise, to actually have any kind of chance to really get anywhere in the postseason, even just to get to a game five, game six. They need him because they're just thin off the bench in terms of consistent scoring. And he proved what he could do because he scored 38 points. It was a career high props to him. But also, like, that kind of injury is why you sit your stars in a game that is 100% meaningless in the standings. But these guys all had an opportunity to show what they can do. And for the most part, they kind of showed who they are right now. You know, like, it's good to get a status update on national television on some of these guys who haven't been playing too much what you kind of see out there is for one Michael Mulder also had a pretty good game he shot seven for 13 he had 28 points once again proving that he can hit shots when it doesn't really matter <laughs> good for him hopefully he can start hitting shots at end of games and crunch time when it really 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 is important for him to hit shots so all good Eric Pascal came back and he was fine. He shot four of five, 12 points, four boards. Uh, the thing I really enjoyed was seeing him, Jordan Bell and Alan Smiley each on the floor all at once. I was like, whoa, whoa. If you told me that would have happened like a month ago. Well, first off, I would have been like, holy crap, we got Jordan Bell back. You know, that right then and there and the fact that they won a game where those three dudes were on the court at the same time, having never played together and also also playing pretty much all the same position, except Smiley Geach can stand outside a little bit more, or at least he thinks he can. You know, Jordan Bell, for all the jokes, I'm totally pulling for that guy, you know, like I'm sure most Warriors fans are. The way he left was so kind of just like, oh, man, that sucks. You know, the immaturity, the candles, all that stuff. It seems like he's learned and he's just trying to stick in the league. The prodigal son, you want to see him succeed. You know what I mean? He's hit the G League. So that's that's him taking the fall. And you want to see his narrative rise back up a little bit. Who knows? He missed a dunk, a wide open dunk from right underneath the basket. That's something we saw his first stint with the Warriors, like for all of his athleticism, there were times where he just couldn't get lift without taking like this running start. You know what I mean? All good. Smiley Geach, again, he shows no fear. I don't know if he'll be back next year, but I've enjoyed watching him play. He is somebody who is just still trying to understand the flow of a game He seems to step slow still just because of pure athleticism, but the dude tries hard and he has confidence. He'll jack up shots. He hit a three. He had a nice left-handed layup. Is that the last time we see Alan smiley in a Warriors uniform? I know there's a bunch of y'all out there who are like, God, I hope yes, but we shall see. Nico Mannion. I still have prime real estate on Nico Mannion Island because that dude just knows how to play point. He had a couple nice behind the back passes, simple passes. And he usually, usually makes the right decision. One thing though, it's like, man, he gets obliterated on screens. Either no one's calling them out for him or he's just not hearing them, but whatever it is, like he's got to get some awareness or somebody's got to help him out with that for some reason. Cause he just keeps getting like, You just see his head like thrown back all the time. Kid's going to get hurt. Also, who he is right now is a guy that can hit shots, but he's not consistent. I didn't realize he was three for 12. I didn't realize he had tossed up that many shots or that he had missed that many. So again, like next season, expecting some two ways and G League thing with him. So I still have faith in the kid. But yeah, it was a good send off. It's good to see these guys get on the court on a nationally televised game and play hard and play well and win. Oh, and I also have to quickly say you probably saw that Juan Toscano Anderson clip online of him signing his contract finally and talking to his mom on his phone and getting emotional and stuff like that. And man, you know, uh man, that guy's awesome. Love that dude. Love that dude's story. And uh, him on the court, he just looks like he belongs. He's worked really hard to get there. It's it's clear. It's obvious. And I think he's the perfect dude for this team. I've said it before. A lot of people have said it at this point. And he's going to be with this team for a while. You can just see it, right? Because he can do, and he's willing to do all those little things. I'm looking forward to seeing him in the playoffs, you know, in the play-in at least, and just – uh Having his moment. But this playing game is going to be interesting, right? Because they still have the Grizzlies coming up on Sunday. And as well as the Warriors have been playing, I guess the Grizzlies have too. <laughs> because all of a sudden, like, you know, been kind of feeling that the Warriors are in the eighth spot and they can play and that they have a chance to win one game and get into the playoffs. But all it takes is one slip up and then they're playing the Spurs and they have to win two games. This Gridley's game is going to be really, really interesting on Sunday because Steph didn't play in the two back-to-back games that they had earlier in the season. He had busted his tailbone right before that, and Jaron Jackson Jr. hadn't either. So who knows? Who knows? I do think the Warriors will probably pull this one out, being at home with a little bit of a crowd, with a slightly, slightly deeper bench, more bodies that they could throw at Valanchunas, I mean, you could throw Jordan Bell at him now a little bit. You could put Gary Payton the second, who I think should be available this game, hopefully. If not, my bad. But he's somebody that you could put on John Morant if you needed to, just to slow him down for spot minutes here and there. And I also think the Warriors experience with Draymond, Steph, and Looney is going to I mean that's the key here right the playoff championship experience they have of playing in big games that's an early game 12:30 tip off so i will catch y'all there one more game left in this crazy weird ass season Anyway, that's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to subscribe and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time. And go Dubs.